I'm Mike Joseph. I produce and present the documentary series Keys. And if you followed the first season of programmes, you will have heard Gaza journalist Sami Abu Salem. He is a good colleague, helping to produce this troubling double narrative of Holocaust and Palestinian Nakba. For Keyes, he was recording his mother's 1948 memories of expulsion from her childhood home in Palestine and then refugee life in Gaza. Halfway through the first season of Keyes, Sammy, together with his family, was expelled from his home in Gaza City to become a reporter of war and the struggle to survive war including his own struggle to survive, to protect, to feed and to house his family, and to share his story with the outside world. It's an assignment that matters to all of us, because this war has divided reporters and reports into two camps. Israeli and international journalists, who are banned from entering Gaza by Israel, so cannot verify anything as eyewitnesses, and Gaza journalists who cannot escape, and often cannot even communicate. Over recent weeks, when Sami has had internet and power, he has managed to record and send us his evidence of a daily struggle to survive. It's a dangerous job being a journalist in Gaza. Since October the 7th, at least 64 of his Gaza colleagues have been killed. More of that in a moment. Now... On day 72 of the war, here are Sammy's latest reports. We'll hear them pretty much in the order that he managed to record and send them out of Gaza. Last time I told you that uh, the place I was staying there was damaged. It was not bombed, but bombing near it. So it collapsed, the ceiling collapsed on our heads, on our heads. And my wife was wounded, uh, light wound. Uh, it's okay. Uh, we moved to another place. That fortunate escape happened in Jabalia, north of Gaza City. Then came Israel's command for all citizens in the north to move south of Wadi Gaza, a wetland that bisects the Gaza Strip, for their safety. So, Sami took his family to Al-Maghazi, south of Wadi Gaza. The place we I'm living now, I believe it is not safe, but no other place I can move to. Imagine that I imagine that I'm living in a place which I believe it is not safe, but I cannot do anything. I have to move, but to move where? There is no more room to move to. Even schools, even tents. Some people now they are living in the in the streets, sleeping in open air. In his next report, Sami gives his view of Israel's war aim to eliminate Hamas. I, it is the 67 days of war and uh, Netanyahu declared or Israel declared that they are going to finish Hamas to end the war, which is a big lie or a big deception. Hamas is not, why I think so? Because Hamas is not just a group of militants. It is an organization which has uh, social, medical, uh, financial uh, network and media networks, and it has, and it is a part of the uh, Muslim Brothers movement around the world. That's why they are supported internationally 
by their branches and they have they have branches in they have uh, offices in london in qatar in turkey uh, that's why if uh, netanyahu would like to finish hamas they can bomb the uh, they, he can bomb london and uh, qatar and uh, some uh, and ankara and so on that's it is that's why it is not logic reason which means that it is very elastic which means that netanyahu has a freedom to continue war for uh, for months maybe for years because hamas is not going to finish it is not logic target this weekend an israeli academic at tel aviv university michael milstein an expert on resistance movements has much the same doubts as sammy about eliminating Hamas. Quoted in The Guardian, he says this, I don't believe we will ever be at the point of zero terrorists and zero weapons in Gaza. The thing about Hamas is it's not even purely a guerrilla army. I would call it a very flexible entity, which combines the characteristic ruling party, an underground organisation and charitable fund. It is not something where, if you can kill the supreme commander, the whole structure is undermined. Instead... It is an ideological organization where many will fight to the end. And the Israeli occupation forces claim that they are targeting just Hamas uh, targets, which is not true, according to, to what I see with my own, own eyes. Now I'm talking from the hospital, by the way. Al-Aqsa Hospital in Deir al I have just seen ambulances carrying people from uh, Al-Nusayrat refugee camp. It has been bombed. Lots of uh, kids, women, and men are arriving. They are, they are not Hamas. They are ordinary people. Normal people just living in their houses and uh, uh, the rocket hit them. And even if there is a target, Israel hit, do not hit the house itself. They hit blocks. I mean, in one hit, you find, for example, 10 houses, 15 houses, or five houses are completely demolished. Does Hamas target in 15 houses? I mean that they are using very uh, strong rockets against civilians. Our demand is just to stop targeting inhabited houses, stop targeting ordinary people. Both Nuzerat refugee camp and Mahazi, where Sami has moved, are south of Wadi Gaza, where Israel told people from the north to flee for safety. Regarding journalists, actually, uh, after uh, about 70 journalists were killed uh, in Gaza, uh, all the time we are uh, under threats, even if we did not receive a threat. Uh, the last one, uh, the last incident, the last attack, there is a journalist who is called Anas al-Sharif. Anas al-Sharif is one of the rare journalists who stayed in north of Gaza and he revealed lots of crimes. Uh, so he received a phone call from uh, Israeli intelligence and ordered them to stop covering the crimes in Gaza. They do not say crime. And he refused. And he continued to work uh, amidst uh, bombing and starvation and uh, uh, thirst. Uh, what the Israelis uh, have done? They bombarded his house and killed his father. This is one of the incidents. I do not mean that they may kill the journalist uh, himself, maybe kill his family. This is a sample of the crimes uh, we are living in. Anas al-Sharif was a reporter for Al Jazeera in northern Gaza. 
Journalists are not combatants, but civilians, and so they are due the exact same protections in time of war as any other citizen. But the evidence grows that instead, journalists are exceptionally targeted in this war. So, uh, I am myself. I am myself. I tried. Uh, now I'm displaced. Uh, I am homeless, and I tried to hire a room in a flat. Uh, the owner agreed, and after we have uh, a deal, he realized that I'm a journalist. That's why he said, no, I do not uh, rent this for journalists. You are targeted, so I'm afraid that the, the rocket will hit my house, so I'm sorry. And now I'm still looking for a place to stay in. Sami now draws both a comparison and a contrast with the 1948 expulsion of Palestinians that accompanied the birth of the State of Israel. Well, it happens because I think that uh, they are repeating uh, the Nakba. But uh, what is the difference that Nakba happened? Uh, of course, killing people, ordinary people, and destroying uh, villages and displacing people and uh, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands have become refugees without cameras, without media. Now it is a new Nakba, but the problem of Israel, there is uh, media, there is cameras and social media. That's why they try to put the media aside to repeat the Nakba without media. That's what I think. Sami next speaks about a family who were both opponents of Hamas and victims of Hamas violence. Yet this did not protect them from targeting by Israel. And regarding uh, targeted, uh, targeting just Hamas targets, it is not a true. It is a big lie. I saw families who were killed who, uh, inside their houses while they are uh, sleeping. They are displacing. Uh, Israel bombed their, uh, them and killed uh, their children despite they are Hamas enemies. I know them personally. They are enemies of Hamas and they were tortured or arrested or re their relatives were killed by Hamas uh, years ago. And they are known as enemies of Hamas and they were bombed by Israeli jet fighters and they were killed, including children, including my cousins. I know them personally. Some of them are my relatives. They are enemies of Hamas and uh, went in clashes with Hamas and Hamas killed some of them or tortured or arrested or, or, or whatever. Beside that, Israel bombarded their homes and killed them. Seven of my cousins, seven children were killed among their mother. Uh, those children lost three of their cousins were killed by Hamas when they stormed their house in 2007. I mean, it is indiscriminate bombing. This war is against us, I mean people, against people, not against Hamas. Perhaps we should not be surprised to hear Israel accused of targeting Palestinian opponents of Hamas. What, after all, is happening at the same time with the escalation of Israeli settler violence against Palestinians in the West Bank. I'm talking here from the hospital when uh, people around me, ordinary people, not Hamas fighters or not Hamas officials, 
Ordinary people are crying and hugging each other near the tent for dead people, kids and women and men also uh, as a result of the Israeli bombing. They are not Hamas. Hi Mike, and I, I'm talking to you from the hospital where ambulances and uh, private uh, vehicles are evacuating dead people and wounded people to the hospital and it is raining. People use their private uh, vehicles or donkey carts or horses because of the big numbers of the casualties, because of the indiscriminate bombing. Uh, this hospital is uh, Al-Aqsa Martinez Hospital in Deir al-Balah, uh, south of Gaza, which Israel said it is safe. And beside me there, in the yard of the hospital, there are tents for displaced people. These tents are uh, made of cloth and uh, plastic. And uh, it's raining, so people uh, are covering their tents, uh, trying to fix them because water come to their mattresses uh, and their blankets from uh, the upper part of the tent and also the there is water stream is coming from under the tent so they are getting out their tents and try to fix them uh, some people are uh, shoesless mud stuck to their feet this is uh, a stretcher with somebody who was, has just been killed in Deir al-Balah. People are fixing their tents exactly like the scenes of 1948. It is a new Nakba. And some of them are making fire and cooking on fire because there is no gas, no fuel. Israel bans, uh, ban, bans the uh, flooding of... Uh, uh, fuel or uh, ga- cooking gas so people are using uh, wood near the tents and it is dangerous that uh, the, be- the tents will be burned the same scenes exactly like 1948 but the only difference is that here there are cameras and social media and journalists this is the only difference people are carrying some dishes of wheat or uh, here is a, uh, a little boy eating. Eating, I do not know what he is eating. Anyway, anyway people eat uh, anything. Because uh, there is shortage of uh, flour, uh, I mean wheat. And no bread, of course, because uh, Israel bombarded uh, the bakeries uh, in Gaza. I think 90% of them, and maybe 100%, I'm not sure, but I say 90%. No bread. No bread to buy. So you use wheat to make dough, to, then to bake, but there is no wheat. And even there is wheat, you need hot water. There is nothing to make water hot. No cooking gas, no fuel. That's why people use wood. 
fire, blazing fire uh, with uh, papers and text box and things like this. Exactly like hab- what happened with me when my wife and her sister were trying to blaze fire for cooking and they selected some text box from their university uh, and they were quarreling no no this book is better no no this book uh, is important not important exactly like a scene in a movie the day after tomorrow in gaza they are burning books so they do not starve same area the same scene this is the third or the fourth ambulance is arriving and i mean the same ambulance and other private vehicles from the same scene from the same strike the same strike i mean that the strike kills lots of people i'm looking to a teenager girl lots of blood And each ambulance uh, does not carry just one casualty. Several casualty in one ambulance. Another. Oh, uh, beside the little girl, two dead people. Oh my God, bombing. So in one ambulance, one. One little girl, a teenager girl, and two dead people. Now I'm preparing myself to leave, to go to my, to the place I'm staying in, but I have no car and there is no taxis because shortage of fuel. That's why I go, I uh, just uh, walk. My place is far about five kilometers walk. It is very risky and uh, very cold. Uh, but the most important point is the uh, bombing. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I will uh, arrive or not. Maybe a bombing here or there, I will, uh, and the shrapnel hit me. I don't know. This is how we work. And actually, we come to the hospital uh, for uh, basically for to, to charge our our mobiles and laptops and so on, and also for looking for internet. There is some internet in the hospital. That's why we come to the hospital. Another reason, uh, because when ambulance come with some casualty and their relatives, we ask them where, uh, what happened as an eyewitnesses, because it is very risky to go to the same, to, to, to the place which has just been bombed, because it is very expected that it is, it could be bombed again. Actually, regarding food, actually we, uh, we ran out of wheat i have no bread at home that's why i bought uh, raw wheat to grind it and uh, i carried it uh, with my kid to the wheat mill but it is stopped it is an old one and small one in uh, an refugee camp but it is stopped because there is no fuel and hundreds or maybe thousands of people are waiting there uh, waiting for their turn waiting uh, the wheat mill to open. But the owner said, I will not work as long as I do not have fuel. 
municipality gave him some fuel. He worked about a couple of hours, then shot again. So now I'm running after weed. Oh my God, bombing. Uh, we need bread, no bread. Uh, I try to buy something else like pasta, for example, but the shelves of the supermarkets and groceries are empty, totally empty. It is not easy to find some, some edible thing. Uh, it is the fourth day while I'm waiting, and my, my son, of course, uh, he is 17. We replace uh, places, uh, and, so, and sometimes we feed up and go home. Uh, it is very cold and raining, so we go back in the early morning, we find other people. Uh, all of that, uh, because we need bread, but we could not manage now i do not know what to do we have some rice at home i'm not sure if you hear bombing or not we have some rice okay the rice will be finished what, what then what i'm going to do i can't starve but what what about my kids and my six year old daughter layla Layla does not understand that there is shortage and crossings and blah, blah, blah. She needs to eat. That's it. What will Layla think of us when she grows up and learns what we did and what we failed to do while she was still too young to understand? It is a city to compare between... Israeli troops and and Hamas fighters or or uh, any any Palestinian fighters, you know, freedom fighters. Uh, Israel has laser guided uh, weapons, rockets and bombs. Uh, they have very advanced link to satellite. Uh, uh, they have tanks. They have F-16 and F-35 and uh, strong marine and so on. Uh, but the Palestinian fighters ha- have just AK-47 uh, RPG and things like this, and they hide in the tunnels. Uh, so it is ridiculous to compare between uh, a power of uh, a state backed by UK and USA and uh, groups of uh, freedom fighters. I do not know why they use all this huge, horrible power against Gaza. They can use their technology to select their their targets accurately. And they can do that. They can. And they know how to do that. But they don't want to. They are doing their best to make as much as possible of, of casualties. When morning comes in Gaza, People come out to the streets just to celebrate surviving another night. Sammy speaks about a feast. There is no food, so he must mean there is a festive spirit. We live to survive another day. Every morning people pour to the streets uh, like a feast. Every day we have a feast because people feel that uh, they are so lucky. So are, they are so lucky they, they didn't die last night during bombing. Uh, that's the feeling. And even now uh, I'm walking and uh, I I'm hearing bombings, but not close to us. I do not know where. Maybe in the Sairat, in the parade. 
but continues, the life continues. The most important thing is food. That's why people are moving and careless about a little bit far bombing. That's why this is the fifth day. Uh, me and my kids are replacing our places sometimes, but basically he took the place of waiting. Uh, this is somebody selling salt. There is shortage of salt. Anyway, this is the fifth day. We are taking. Uh, we are waiting at at a long line of people who are waiting for. There is an ambulance. It seems that it is going to the bomb. The bombing we have just heard, which I do not know where. The donkey cart crossed the street and he's shouting. Yeah, uh, the fifth day we are uh, waiting on the line with our uh, sack of uh, raw wheat and we want to grind it. But not yet. Why? Because because uh, we don't have wheat. We want to make bread. There is no bread. Because uh, Israel bombarded bakeries. Maybe 90% of bakeries in the Gaza Strip uh, are bombed. Is Hamas hiding in the bakeries? Anyway, we are waiting for our turn for the wheat. Wheat mill. This is a part of the daily life. This is the sound of the drone which does not leave the sky of uh, the Gaza Strip. Now I'm in Al Maghazi refugee camp. The streets are full of people. People are pouring uh, every morning because it is crowded now. Actually, Al Maghazi is one of the small refugee camps in the Gaza Strip, uh, population about 40,000. But now, maybe 100, double and double, because of people who displaced from north and they uh, came to the south, the southern part of the Gaza Strip. So lots of people here in Magazine, you know, relative friends or rent, and the uh, uh, Onrua school shelters. People here, of course, running after their food. Food it means water. People are running after water now. People are carrying gallon, empty gallons uh, to fill fresh water. They have some water from uh, the network, the damaged network. Uh, if you hear some people are cutting uh, wood, so fire, uh, water, uh, wood, and uh, other people are writing their names on uh, cooking gas canisters. They hear that there is uh, some uh, cooking gas. There is shortage of cooking gas. That's why people are using wood. Anyway, uh, regarding water, sometimes uh, people have water 
from the network but the network is damaged so not all people ha have water uh, this is a horse which is used as transportation nowadays uh, beside the regular water for washing and something like this they need fresh water it is very rare otherwise the water from the network is dirty or uh, there is some pollution that's why lots of people have uh, lots of especially kids lots of kids have uh, uh, GIT disturbances they go to hospital I see them there uh, diarrhea or uh, or spasm or even uh, skin diseases This is Sami's Gaza. No food, no water, no fuel, no safety, disease and death. I leave it to others, either now or in the future, to declare that all this is no more than collateral damage. Or, on the other hand, that this is how the ethnic cleansing of Gaza starts. Or indeed, that this is genocide happening right now, as you and I watch and listen. But I will say that what I hear in Sammy's reports from Gaza is simply inhumane. <laughs> 